0: Welcome to Get to the Hook. Uh, this is our, our second episode, and if you missed the first one, where have you been? Right. Uh, just real quick, uh, what we're doing here is giving you some fun and interesting facts that you might not have ever heard about a certain topic in music. We're covering just the biggest names in popular music, and this week we are getting into Jay-Z, even though we're not covering Jay-Z's music, um, which is actually part of the discussion as well. But it's more about uh, what happened at the Grammys when Jay-Z uh, was up there getting his, giving his speech for the Global Impact Award. And he used his time to issue a complaint uh, about the fact that Beyonce, his wife, had never won Album of the Year. Um, despite the fact that she has won 32 Grammys more than anybody else in history, never won Album of the Year. And which it's, is he says, it's a big one. That doesn't add up when you have that many, when you win that many, but they don't give you the big one.
1: I don't want to embarrass this young lady, but she has more Grammys than everyone and never won album of the year. So even by your own metrics, that doesn't work. Think about that. The most Grammys, never won album of the year. That doesn't work.
0: So, does Jay-Z have a point? Should Jay-Z care? Should Beyonce fans care? Because Beyonce fans have been saying this Four years before Jay-Z got up there and uh, gave it voice at the Grammys, so why do they care so much, and should Beyoncé be, feel slighted? She should and she shouldn't. I mean, yeah, you want the Album of the Year, it is the big award, it's, what the, it's the
1: best picture, basically, of the Grammys, and you know, a lot of people are also angry the night that <clears throat> Beyoncé didn't win, that Taylor Swift takes home her fourth Album of the Year Grammy. Right.
0: Uh, so Beyonce can't get one, yet every time Taylor Swift throws an album out there, sure, let's give her yeah, album of the year. And that's how it always is, and that's why it's, it's a popularity
1: thing, not just with the record-buying public, but with Grammy voters, which we don't really know exactly who they all are. Uh, but Beyonce's in some good company, some artists who never won album of the year. Elton John, Bruce Springsteen, Kanye West, Prince, Beyonce, Madonna, Rolling Stones, Lady Gaga,
0: Kendrick Lamar... A lot of people have not ever won album. You of the have year. actually. I, I made my own list, and I had every, all the same people. Uh, I had Miles Davis also, which is right. incredible to me. And Whitney got it one year, but even that, I got to put an asterisk. A little song. bit of a technicality. This was sort a soundtrack, and she wasn't the only person who was performing on the uh, "Waiting to Exhale" soundtrack. Well, she got it for the Bodyguard. Oh, it was The Bodyguard. It was The Bodyguard. Right. Same difference. Uh, so
1: some, some quick stats on Album of the Year and the Grammys. So there's been 66 winners going back to 1959 was the first Grammys. They've given this award every single year. Uh, technically, from the Recording Academy, the, the qualifications for Album of the Year are artistic achievement, technical proficiency, and overall excellence in the recording industry without regard to album sales, chart position, or critical reception.
0: Okay. Sounds sure. good in theory. Uh, <laughs> uh, already I see trouble. Because yeah. even that is just a very broad, vague, and it's almost like in their definition, they're setting up, don't get mad at us if we don't give it to your favorite artist who sold the most records that year.
1: Right, most popular artist is not going to win, but also it's very rare that it's somebody you've never heard of. It could be an incredible album, right? But if the, the voters don't know who it is, they're not going to vote for it. Uh, some people get votes more consistently than others. As we said, Taylor Swift, record-setting this year, won her fourth album of the year. That is the most for an artist uh, there actually is a mixing engineer who's won five times. Three of them for Taylor. Really? Yeah, he has the most. most. Uh, most but for five. artists, Taylor has four. Uh, Frank Sinatra, Stevie Wonder, and Paul Simon each have three.
0: And Adele and you two have won twice. Doesn't it feel like the Grammys just have the the voters have their pet rocks? Of course they do. Like it's the name they know. Just... They see it. They check it. You you get one. Right. Exactly. And that's and it also feels to me like the whoever these people are who are voting. Um, And which is part of the controversy here for the public, I think, is that, as you said, it's sort of shrouded in mystery, but it feels like they're always like they feel like they are elevating. They're taking a piece of music, popular music, and they are elevating it to something greater, like they're elevating it to some high art that it wasn't. Unless it gets this album of the year thing. And And, and when you look at the people who
1: haven't won, that's BS. Yeah, by design it's preposterous because you're always going to have so many great albums that never could win. And so many things that did win that maybe at the time seemed like a good idea. And in hindsight it's like, wow, how did that win album of the year? Uh, and, And also the thing I think Grammy voters and why the public has always sort of had this attitude toward them as being old and out of touch. They always seem to be like a generation off. Right. Like, if you look at the early Grammys, the first, I mean, the Grammys started in the 50s and the, the birth of the rock era. No rock album won until 1968 when the Beatles won with Sgt. Pepper. Mm-hmm. So before that, it was a lot of. Uh, By the way, Elvis has never won. Yeah, never won. <laughs> um, so, like, the early years, it was Frank Sinatra. He won his three in the first 10 years of the Grammys. Um, you had a lot of, like, classical pianists, a lot of uh, jazz artists. Um, big band kind of stuff, vocalist. The most ridiculous one, i got to play a clip from this. The Album of the Year winner for 1963, and this is so bizarre in how weird the Grammys were early on, Mm -hmm. two comedy albums won. Is this, oh, was this... um... Bob Newhart, we all know who Bob Newhart is, had multiple long-running sitcoms over decades, beloved icon. So Bob Newhart won Best New Artist and Album of the Year in 1961 for his album The Button-Down Mind of Bob Newhart. Okay, it's Bob okay. Newhart. You love Bob Newhart. That's a weird choice to give a comedy album. but, but this, isn't the, Doesn't that come down to, well, tell me what the 63 oh, one was. This also. is the most bizarre one to me. 1963, so this was for albums released in 1962. Uh, the Grammy album of the year was by a guy named Vaughn Meter, and his whole shtick was he did impressions of John F. Kennedy. So here's a little sample of one of the songs that he won the album of the year Grammy for. Now, Mr. Khrushchev, I, I hope you've enjoyed
0: your stay in our country. My uh, fellow Americans certainly wish you a uh, safe journey home.
1: Yeah, none for Beyonce, but that guy uh, got that an album of the year, Grammy. Got <laughs> uh, the year. And one that of was her, in 63. The funny thing about this is, too, one of the things that the Grammys do is they always they are they're playing catch up. Very often, they kind of miss an artist when they're in their prime. The things that you'd think that they would win Album of the Year for, they don't. And then years or decades later, they do. They make good. So two of the, two of the artists that Vaughn Meter beat in 1963, Tony Bennett, for I Left My Heart in San Francisco, his most iconic song, most iconic album, Ray Charles for Modern Sounds and Country and Western Music. The and thing so is, they eventually, up, Ray Charles and Tony Bennett did win Album of the Year. Uh, much, much. Like, in 1995 and in 2006. 2000.
0: Yeah. Grammys, what are you doing? Well, because they screw it up in the first place, and then when they do the make good, the make good ends up pissing off people who had put out new music and who are more contemporary artists, and they're like, why are you giving it to this person? Well, because we screwed it up back then. By the way, Von Meter wasn't the worst thing that happened to Kennedy that year, so. (laughs) Just saying, 63 was. Yeah, anyway. uh,
1: after after one of the jokes after Kennedy was killed was that uh, Lenny Bruce, who was a much funnier comedian, made a joke uh, that basically Von Meter's career was over. That was <laughs> a, that was oh wow, Von Meter's done. Um, so yeah, looking at like how this is where they're always playing the catch up thing. So uh, it was two thousand five, not two thousand six. Ray Charles won. It was after he had died. There was a lot of sentimentality about Ray Charles. Right. So this was two thousand five for albums released in two thousand four. Green Day's American Idiot is nominated. Kanye West debut, the college dropout, people think, you mm-hmm. know, regardless of what you think of Kanye now, right. let's go back to 2004, um, you, Usher, Confessions, which we just saw his right. triumphant the Super Bowl, Bowl halftime show right. of the 20th anniversary of that, Alicia Keys, The Diary of Alicia Keys, four great, very mid-2000s, relevant, iconic albums, and
0: they lose to a Ray Charles album and, with and a bunch of problems. the problem is, the problem is, it's Ray Charles and it's a legend, so no one's going to say, that guy doesn't deserve one. He does, but he did in 1963. He, no, exactly, <laughs> so they keep screwing it up. They're just making it worse by, because they can't get it right in the first place, they're just screwing themselves down the road at some point when they do the make good, and then you're gonna piss off more people. Which so, means when Beyonce's 70, she'll win album of the year. Exactly, so when the Beyonce make good comes, there's gonna be some <laughs> new artist going, who is this old lady who's getting, <laughs> oh, come getting album I of the you. year? Uh,
1: it's, it's, there's, there's been a couple times I think they actually did get it right, but out of 66 albums of the year,
0: Less than a dozen, so let's let's run out a few that you think. I think they got I think right. oh wait, before we go on, I wanted to ask something. Bob Newhart in sixty one right who did who was he up against? because you're right about 63 when you see Ray Beter was up against like, Yeah, obviously, that shouldn't have won. but I want to give Bob Newhart a little bit of maybe maybe he was deserving.
1: Uh possibly okay, Harry Belafonte. Belafonte Returns to Carnegie Hall was nominated. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Sinatra, Nice and Easy, which is one of the few times Sinatra didn't win. Uh, Nat King Cole, Wild as Love. Then you got Puccini by Eric Leinsdorf and Brahms by Svatislav Richter. Those were the nominees. Those were the nominees the- for Album of the Year, and Bob Newhart. So, hey, from the All beginning, right, what are you doing, Graham? <laughs> When you've got It's a nice mix You know, pack. you've got Elvis and Buddy Holly and like all these acts and that's what they were nominating. Hmm. So it took them until the late sixties to finally catch up to rock and roll. And again, the Beatles which was spearheading some things here. After losing to Sinatra two years in a row, the Beatles finally won in nineteen sixty eight for Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And you see the same thing now with hip hop. As I, mean, I say,
0: I was my next argument is gonna be that they've yet to get it right. For hip hop, or to make do the make good for hip hop. I mean, it's one twice. I know Lauren Hill, so Lauren Hill and Outcast to, and Speakerbox Speaker Box Love Below. Both albums were more on Lauren's than Outcast, that there was more singing than rapping. Right. So it's like it made it safe. Or the Grammy nominees were like, oh, I can, I can, that's all right, I can, b- <laughs> I can well, that, bop that my head up. to this. Yeah. so it's, sure. It's gotta be a little, little
1: safer. The first rap album nominated for Album of the Year, do you know what it was? Album of the Year. Huh. The first rap album. It's uh, MC year. Hammer. It was MC, MC Hammer, Hammer. Please Hammer, don't mm-hmm. hurt him. Who lost to Bonnie Raitt? <laughs> um, well, at least they had a. Oh wait, no, wait, no, hold on. Double check that. I think yeah. that's not right. Uh, no, he lost 1990, and uh, Please Hammer, don't hurt him came out. He lost to Quincy Jones. Who? It's Quincy Jones. It's Quincy Jones.
0: so who's gonna? And even then, Quincy. was When you still... think of
1: the zeitgeist of 1990, also Wilson Phillips was nominated that year. Mariah Carey's debut album that year, and they're like, Ah, you know what, Quincy Jones. We're gonna give it to that guy. Hmm. They just always seem to be off.
0: You think it's odd, also, that I and I don't know what I mean. Michael Jackson's only won one for Thriller. He won for Thriller. All right, they.
1: That's one. Time, so that's one of the times ones, I think right? they
0: got it right. That's so the undeniable ones. I think. I think Sgt. Pepper was
1: one. Obviously, had to have won. Uh, Carol King's Tapestry is an iconic album, the early seventies. Seventy-eight. Rumors. Fleetwood Mac. It beat Hotel California by the Eagles.
0: Asia by Stevie Dan. That, that those were both nominated is that's. They the, were trying to catch up. Bread. They were like,
1: you know what? We're doing this wrong. Let's get it right. The next year, the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack won.
0: Like, okay, we're with okay. the times.
1: All right. Thriller, the Bodyguard soundtrack. Uh, so they had, a, they had a good stretch. They had a stretch. It it really fell apart for some reason. It seemed like in the 80s they were kind of starting to get it right. And, you know, there's times like Christopher Cross beat Pink Floyd to the wall. that kicked off a lot of people. Uh, but there's been a couple times. So there's a, uh, there's a committee that they they created a committee to go through all the nominees and sort of rank what should be done. Right. Uh, they then did a review committee for that committee, and then they disbanded the whole thing. And all three of those changes happened because of catastrophic choices for right. album of the year. Uh, two more so than the other one. The first time it happened was after the 1985 Grammys. So it's, it's one of the strongest groups of albums. Cyndi Lauper's She's So Unusual, which again, in hindsight, maybe she doesn't seem like that
0: major right. of an artist, but in 84. But yeah. this is, right, exactly. So this is for the 85 Grammys. is for the 84 albums at right. 1985. And 84 is... We all know is like the, the best hype year ever. of pop music. Right.
1: Uh, so, Cindy Lauper, she's so unusual. Tina Turner's Private Dancers nominated that year. Bruce Springsteen, Born in the USA, Princess Purple Rain, right? And the winner is Lionel Richie, Can't Slow Down. Yeah, and no shade to Lionel Richie. That's a great album. It's a solid but pop record. But that year, but
0: it, come on,
1: any of those other four would have been a better choice. They were more, they defined the times. They they were. it just feels
0: like what the, and this is why everyone thinks that, and we don't know, but everyone thinks that the people who are voting are old white folks who are driving around in their car at that time probably listening to a cassette and, you know. They know Lionel th- Richie. It's got to be easy listening. What's the closest thing to easy listening? And if it is, okay, I like it. I'll vote for that. Even, the fact that they have a committee, by the way, yeah. that's like they had someone to check your work. And, and, and they basically would say, no, this isn't going to work for, this isn't going to be a good look for us. And your vote gets thrown out. They just decide, yeah, what's going to be best. And
1: it's this secret committee. Nobody knows who's on it, so they can't really be held accountable. What, are we in Russia? Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, so that happened after 85. Then they started a review committee to go through it, because then they messed it up so badly again in 1995. So the 95 Grammys were for albums released in 94. And some of the more groundbreaking, iconic albums that you've got that year, you've got uh, Nas's debut album, Illmatic, Wu-Tang Clan, um, Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style would have been eligible that year, Mm -hmm. Nine Inch Nails, The Downward Spiral, uh, Super Unknown, Soundgarden. There's so many, like, of of the mid-'90s when rap and alt-rock, and even people like Sheryl Crow, and these singer-songwriters. And they go with... These are the five albums that were nominated. When you think think of the mid-'90s and think of... One of these is kind of relevant. Seals, second album, the one that had Kiss from a Rose. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a good album. He sure. was a current star. It makes sense. Also, Bonnie Raitt, who was, had a, was good, but was a, yeah. coming towards the end of that run. Eric Clapton's from The Cradle. The three tenors, uh, Carreras, Domingo, and Pavarotti were nominated. And the winner for is MTV Unplugged, good. Tony Bennett. What? In the middle of... G-funk and gangster rap and and
0: alt rock and and Nirvana and Pearl Jam and all those things. Tony Bennett wins. I don't know who I want to. I'm angrier at the Grammys or MTV because <laughs> by doing that unplugged show and then putting on let's call them legend art, art artists like Eric Clapton and Tony Bennett, they made it cool for the voter. Like so, the voters then feel like oh, we are voting for something cool and hip because it's We MTV. saw MTV in the title. It's MTV and it's unplugged and that's cool and we're hip. Yeah, you're cool and hip with two artists who have artificial hips, probably. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: it's just... It's not like Nirvana's MTV Unplugged one or LL Cool J's. That I could almost
0: see. And, and I... That, because then... So Tony Bennett was 95, but in 93, two years earlier, they'd given it to Clapton. For his MTV Unplugged. For his un- Unplugged. Right. And, and as much as I loved Clapton at the time, uh, I at that time I think I had seen no artist more than live than Clapton. Even I was like, "Really, that unplugged thing? That's what you're going to give him?" A, uh, okay. Because it was coming off of Tears in Heaven. Was that, and his son was that had died. That year that they gave him like every Grammy, basically where he walked out with like the arm full of right. Grammys. Yeah,
1: but that's because they had ignored him the whole rest of his career. And like, well, we got to get Eric Clapton in here while we still can. Right, because they were or, late getting to rock and roll. And yeah, so. The, yes. ni- the 92 Grammy, so 1991, you've got Nirvana's Nevermind comes out, Pearl Jam's uh, 10. You've got uh, Tribe Called Quest hit that year, uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Metallica's Black Album. Lots of big albums, lots of rap, lots of pop, lots of dance, lots of all kinds of cool things. The nominees. The, o- the one that should have won, probably R.E.M.'s Out of Time, the one that has Losing My Religion on right. it. Because, okay, that's... That would have been sort of a make good for them. That's like a culturally important album of 1991. Paul Simon, Rhythm of the Saints, who's a legacy artist at that point. Bonnie Raitt, again, legacy artist at that point. And one of their favorites. Amy Grant's Heart in Motion, the one with Baby Baby on it. Now, I'm not going to crap on Baby Baby, because that song is a jam, but I don't know that that was
0: album of the year. Material. I don't know if I'm going to agree with you that it's a jam. It's a, mean, little a, jam. Got, look, a little bit of a jam. Look, for the purposes of the show, I think we have to decide what <laughs> we're going to call a jam and what we're going to call just a nice song. If that song comes on, are you going to change it? Be honest. I mean I might have okay. a DVD somewhere. But I wouldn't oh, oh. but, I, but I would not call it a jam.
1: All right. say, it's got nice a song. It's got a nice beat and I can dance to it. Um but the winner that year, and I it's the sentimental favorite, Natalie Cole, Unforgettable, the tribute album she did for her dad that featured the, you know, electronically spliced duet. The featured between them.
0: songs that were actually written, what, fifty years ago? Yeah. So all those old songs, there's nothing new on it. Right. Not as good as everything you just listed. Yeah. That was new music that was really good music. Even Natalie Cole
1: herself had been around for 15, 16 years at that point. And right. again, not a knock. She's an incredibly talented artist. She won the Best New Artist Grammy back in 75, I think. Why was she winning Album of the Year in 1991? Is that a make good for, for her father? Possibly, because he had lost. In, he was nominated in the mm-hmm. late 50s and early 60s and
0: never won. So it's, they're always trying to play catch-up. Here's what they need to do. We need... <clears throat> We need someone really smart with deep pockets to design a Grammy's time machine where the voters, we we take the voters and we put them in a time and send them back and go, get it right this time. Right. This was one of the more shocking facts that I saw in 67. Sinatra wins, a man in his music second year in a row. But it was a compilation album, basically. It was him talking, him singing some of his old hits and talking. In between the songs. So again, not new music. Right. The Beatles Revolver uh, is who they one of the nominees that they they didn't give it to. But the bigger shocking thing that I saw here was that Pet Sounds was not even nominated. No. How do they they didn't even nominate Pet Sounds? The greatest Beach Boys album. Right. One of the greatest albums of all time. Certainly of the 60s. Some people would say one of the greatest albums of all time. How do you not? Like, that's one where they just gotta, if they could go back and go, wow, we really we really screwed that one up. We yeah. screwed the pooch there. Because-
1: oh, the, the late 60s, which is, is such an exciting period in music, and Sgt. Pepper did win in 68. But think, like, 67, 68, 69, you've got Jimi Hendrix and The Doors, and you've got Motown and, and Marvin Gaye and Steve all Wonder, all this amazing music. 68, when the Beatles, they did win with Sergeant Pepper, I think they should have. Also nominated that year, Frank Sinatra, Vicky Carr, who's this, like, old torch singer, Ed Ames, another old, like, crooner vocalist guy. They were just always stuck in the past.
0: Yeah. Time and machine. by the time they Somebody were- Somebody get on that. Yeah. Maybe get them a
1: time machine. <laughs> we should people. have the Grammy voters now go back and vote for what should be the album the year for every, album every year previously. Right. Like, it won't be official, but like, okay, if you were
0: voting now with the benefit of history and hindsight- Honestly? What would you give it to? That would actually be a really interesting show that they should do. Hey, you guys have complained about the Grammys for so much, and we ad- acknowledge that we have screwed it up at some times in the past. So we're gonna do a Grammys make good show. Here's, here's what should have won. Yeah, it's not gonna be official. We're not actually gonna hand out a Grammy, but we just want to acknowledge that we screwed it up that year. Here's what how we would change it. Right, and and so many you know these
1: albums. Are, there's a lot of forgotten records, and there's some that I get makes sense at the time, like Santana's Supernatural one uh, in two thousand. Well, of course it did, right. and it beat out the Dixie Chicks, TLC, Backstreet Boys. Um, but you, there's I you would say there some you get why they go There were
0: some jams through. on that though. On the Backstreet Boys? No, on the Santana oh. <laughs> album. <laughs> there were some jams on I mean There were, that's not lie. Listen. Be honest. The Santana album wasn't crazy that that won, I thought.
1: Um, yeah, no, but there's times where it's like you get like okay, this appeals to Grammy voters, but it's also very much it defines that moment in time. Right. Those are those are like the, the slam dunks. That's why it's weird to me, you know, so with the whole Beyoncé thing, people being upset. Yeah, you just not everybody's going to win. That right. is true. Uh, and she's in good company of people who never won. But I think one thing that kind of galls people with Beyoncé is there's, I think at least twice she absolutely should have won. Beck? Yeah, the year 2015, Beck won for Morning Phase. hmm Fine, fine album. But it wasn't Beyoncé's self-titled right. album. It should have—she should have won. That should have been her year. But also Beck had been nominated in the 90s and 2000s, and they had snubbed him back when right. he was a more cutting-edge, you know, of-the-moment kind of artist. So they were making good to him. hmm also, I think uh, Adele's 25 should no, not have Lemonade won.
0: Lemonade should have won that. Year.
1: Lemonade should have won because Lemonade was, it was a, a, an artistic reinvention for Beyonce. It was a very large cultural moment. Right. 25, it's a good album, and I get why they voted for it, but it's just more of Adele singing songs about her relationships. It's just like the and not as good version of like, 21. Right, and
0: it sounds like an Adele record. There's nothing right. that was groundbreaking there. Right, It was good. Enjoyed it. But, and there, you know, there's also like other famous ones where, like, like what?
1: But it seems like there's such an obvious choice that would check off all the boxes for the Grammys. Uh, in 2008, that's the year that uh, Kanye's graduation was nominated. Amy Winehouse's Back to Black should have won. That was like a generational moment yeah. album. The winner that year, Herbie Hancock, River, the Joni Letters. It was experimental jazz fusion guy, Herbie Hancock, who is a great artist and should have maybe won in the 70s. Right
0: Now winning for an album of Joni Mitchell cover songs. how do they feel that like there's one they can't get right? They don't have an opportunity to do a make good for amy winehouse right they, they just they screwed it up I mean that's not their fault, I guess, but <laughs> they how would they know how things were going right. to turn out but um why do they have do you think it's uh, this is uh, when we're we're going through the the list here and they're like you said, these obvious pet rocks that they the Grammy voters have is it embarrassing to those artists like? Is it embarrassing for them, like in the way that Adele apologized profusely to Beyoncé the year that she beat right. Lemonade? Does, is it embarrassing? Do they feel like... I would, I would like, think so. I'm, I think Beyoncé like would probably two... love if people stopped talking about her not winning
1: awards, which is also insane because she has won more than anybody else. She's won 32 right. of them. But, you know, like the Kanye-Taylor Swift moment at the VMAs when he jumped up to defend Beyoncé, the you know, Adele apologizing, Jay this year talking about how she's never won. Do you think she's like, y'all... It's okay. Yeah. And I'm sure she wants it. Yeah, I'm sure she wants it. I'm sure she wants it. But but... stop making such a big issue of it. So she has her new album coming out this year, her country album, apparently. Maybe it'll win next year. But now if it does, doesn't it just seem like the Grammys have just been bullied into
0: it? Right. And it also feels like, oh, you're giving it to her because it's country.
1: That too. They, there's no winning so for them at this yeah, point. So
0: when it was, was R&B or soul or hip hop, whatever. When she you, was doing formation and she was very much, you know, when she did the Black Panthers tribute to the Super Bowl. Then you couldn't give it to her. No. no. Or no. when she was an angry black woman, you yeah. couldn't give it to her. But now she's doing country. So now Here so you go. They, can't, they can't do it.
1: They now. can't. But now they if, can't if they don't give can't. it to her, oh, they snubbed her again. There's
0: no winning <laughs> for them at this point. They've, that ship has sailed with Beyonce. No but, matter what they do, they've messed it up. But what I meant was if you're the teacher's pet, if you're you 2 do you feel embarrassed? Like, if you remember, was, everyone knows that kid that was in the class who was like, the teacher would always be like, oh, you're my favorite, and it was always like, I always felt bad for that kid, it was never me, but I always felt <laughs> bad for that kid, like, cringing every time the teacher praises you in front of everyone, because we all know what's going on. Right. And so, if you're you 2 and you get called up on stage and you win yet again, aren't you tired of going, or don't think- you just one time and go, Academy, back off.
1: Yes. Well, you could stop us, submitting your stuff to be nominated. That's true. There's a lot of artists who've done that. That's yeah. why uh, Silk Sonic, Bruno Mars, did not even submit it because he's like, I've won enough.
0: Right. And he, he, he got knew, an album of the year. And he knew that they were probably going to give it to him.
1: Probably. Uh, you know, Drake and The Weeknd have both withdrawn theirs. And that's the, that, that secret nominating committee that happened because of Lionel Richie and Tony Bennett. After The Weeknd got his snub for after hours and went on in the attack saying the Grammys right. were just fraudulent and worthless. They disbanded that committee. It's so like, oh, it's not, it's not working. We're not gonna do that anymore. It's just like these like knee-jerk reactions to when they've already messed up. But
0: here's the bottom line. Who cares, right? I mean, I-, I know that the Grammys, I know why they do it, and it's it's television. They're producing a show more than anything else. And they want the big they want all the big names in the room because they know that's what's gonna get people to watch. But then they ultimately it's like they're sucking you in to say, yeah, look at all these people that you love and that you bought their music and you went to their concerts. They're all gonna be in the room, but then we're gonna give the, the award to whoever our favorite right. is, um, regardless of actual competition and regardless of what they actually put out. We just, we have our favorites. That's who we're gonna give it to. But hey, you got to see a nice concert and you got to see them sitting in their seats. What are you complaining about?
1: I guess that's, but, but the artist. And you're right you're like the, the teacher's pet thing, I think it, it helps create a backlash too. People certainly turned against you too like the general public did. Yes. I could see them do it like Billie Eilish is one of the current favorites. You know, they love giving her Grammys. And I could see to the point that she seems almost embarrassed when she wins them now. Right. And she they, people could be like enough of her. Yeah. I don't know if uh, Taylor might be bulletproof. Uh, who
0: knows? But Yeah, um I mean, that's true. Like if Taylor her next album which is coming out what latest is coming out soon? If that wins album of the year next year, I mean, come on, like yeah. Then there's, at there's some no point. point, does Taylor or any of these pet rocks, like you said, Billie Eilish, do they just go? I'm not going to submit this year. Because why do you need to? You don't need the Grammy, and and, and I got to believe like when they get on stage, I know everyone says I want to thank the Academy, and blah, blah, blah. but you don't. Those artists don't care. They don't need it, right? I mean, I get it if you want it once, like Beyonce should. I get it. Beyonce wants an album of the year. She deserves it. She should get one. But once you've won it. What do you care? What do you care? Really? I mean,
1: what do you and once care? you've won two or three, which it was a funny moment at the Grammys and somebody got called out for this. Ironically, it was two of the people who have won three times interacting with each other. Right. So Stevie Wonder won back to back years in 74 and 75. In 76, he was still working on songs in the key of life, which would win the next year. Right. In 77. But that, but that middle year, Paul, Paul Simon, Simon won. Yeah. And he thanked Stevie Wonder first for not releasing an album that year. <laughs> and it's true, because if he well, had, see, we know he would have won, that's because honest, he did the least.
0: next year. That's honest, at least. I, I just, um, I always think that the Grammys, I don't really get caught up in the, I don't care who they hand it out to. Yeah, when there's an obvious snub, I can call it out, but I don't care. The best thing for me about the Grammys, it's a concert. Yeah. It's A great concert where you get to see... Artists perform, perform together that you might not have had an opportunity to see perform together. And that's it. I go for the concert. Right. When I say go, I mean I sit and watch <laughs> it. Although I've been lucky enough to go to the Grammys three times. Ooh, I only got to go once. Oh, so you're
1: the teacher's pet now. I only got I, one. You I got was three. working. I was uh, okay. working.
0: But the, I will tell you, just the coolest thing about it wasn't even being there on the night of the Grammys. It was the two days before the Grammys when they do all the rehearsals. So I was sitting in the arena this is at Staples, it was called Staples back then, um, watching all these artists perform the act, the songs that they were gonna do on the, so I just got a, like a private concert, I'm just wow. sitting in the arena, there were like maybe 15, 20 other journalists who were in there, and you're just watching these rehearsals, I'm like, I'm getting a concert right now. It was so awesome. And, it's,
1: and you get to see people, it's not a full show, I, I got to go in, in uh, 2008, it was the year Herbie Hancock won, and Beyonce and Tina Turner performed together that year. And I'm like, that's Tina Turner. I, I never got to see her live. That's the only time I ever saw her. But I, in that moment, I got to. Yeah, that's exciting. And, and I think if the Grammys tried to position themselves as more of a celebration of music right. every year, and you can give awards for whatever, give multiple awards. Just be like, hey, here's, a, here's to all the great albums this year or whatever. Right. Maybe it's not as exciting, not as competitive. Maybe people wouldn't care. And I know not everybody can win. But music is so subjective that no matter what they do. Right. If you have a Someone's year. Someone's going to be. Yeah, like 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 looking like the early '90s when you have some of the greatest rock albums of all time, some of the most groundbreaking hip hop albums. Country was huge. Garth Brooks was dominating then. How do you pick a best of those things? Right. When you are the best there is
0: at what you do,
1: it's pointless to compare it to things that are not what you do.
0: And yet, they all have to show up, and they all. But and part of that is the machine, in that the labels want to know that they have. It's a big selling point for the labels. They can say we have, you know. 18 Grammys we've
1: won, and it can boost sales too and, and it it streams. Sales. Right. And you know, John Batiste, when he won a couple of years ago was a surprise because a yeah. lot of people had no idea who he even was. Mm-hmm. Then his albums in the top 20 the next week. I mean, that can be a career making
0: moment for a lot of people. Right. So what you're saying is it's all about money.
1: Of course it is. <laughs> I swear it's not a popularity game, but it is. I
0: feel like we're always gonna come. That's gonna be the bottom line, pretty much. Anytime you're talking about music and you're complaining about the industry, it's because the industry is an industry. They right. care about money. We as fans care about the music and the art and how it makes us feel. So that's The Clash. No, The Clash never got an
1: out of the <laughs> year. They're not, not even nominated. <laughs> but again, I would rather be in The Clash than be Vaughn Meter.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I think that's a good place to leave it there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd rather be in The Clash than Von Meter. Right. Uh, that is going to do it for Get to the Hook. And uh, we'll be back next week to Get to the Hook.